another episode of a sidebar podcast. I'm uh, joined by my girlfriend Kelsey today. Hi everyone. And uh, my Bez friend Bez. Uh, you can find him at Cube Wealth. Um, I just wanted to say and you know first and foremost a big thank you to Bez. Uh, he was one of the uh, big pushing factors of me actually going and pressing record on my first podcast. And it's not like you know I'm, I'm big scale or, or big time or anything like that, but it was something that I was uh, more or less like really afraid of doing, um, and he sort of made it seem like I had to, and and he gave me a measurable goal, uh, and that really comes from the fact that he's one of like really just the hardest working people and the most motivated people uh, on the planet. So without speaking for him too much, <laughs> uh, I would like for him to obviously like. You just introduce yourself, let people know what you're doing. What is Cube Wealth? Sure, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sherelle. I'm so happy that you have actually taken the leap now, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be a leading podcast in the coming years. I, I really I really believe that. And uh, no, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be on board here and, and share the mic with you guys. So yes, uh, my name is Bez, B-E-Z. Um, I run a company called Cube that I started about three, four years ago that um, I now do full-time. Um, and essentially, it's focused on uh, the educational aspect of investing. A lot of times today, you'll see that there are apps like Robinhood and uh, Charles Schwab. Now they're offering free trades. And what, what's happened is people that have never been investing are now investing because the barriers to investing have dropped so low now with free trades. Mm -hmm. But what's happened is people get the money in their account. They're ready to go. And they're like, okay, now what? They don't understand how to read a financial statement. They have no idea what certain trades are, how they work, different financial instruments. So I come in through the ed educational aspect. And uh, based on a monthly subscription, I don't own any assets under management or anything like that. So it's really a neat hybrid model. And uh, it's, been, it's been going really well, which I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll talk about in the, in the coming minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it's, uh, it's kind of funny because episode one of this, we were sort of saying... You know, we're going to go completely casual. Like, we're just going to talk, like, dick farting <laughs> butt jokes. I enjoyed the first episode, by the way. It was, it was good. Appreciate it. I mean, but one thing that, you know, I've, I've started to see that I actually do enjoy by doing a, a podcast is just the authentic conversation that, you know, I, I have to have, you know, happen to have, I, I should say. Um, but, you know, Kelsey's here with us, and, you know, so it more or less just felt you know, super fast to just get through an hour with her. Um, I was extremely nervous at first. It felt like the first 20 minutes of it was like... No, I wouldn't say that. It was good. It was good. And I think yeah. that, you know, everyone's first episode is kind of tough. You know, mine, mine was as well. Mm. And uh, once you get those kinks out, it really becomes like a cakewalk, honestly. Mm. Like, look at look at you guys now. You you were dying to get this one done now. At the, I'm ready. To get started in your first one, it was like, I don't know, I don't know. And now you're you're eager to do the next three, four, five. Exactly. So do you find it hard, Bez, to do podcasts by yourself? Like, you know, because we have each other to bounce conversations off. Yeah. Of. So mm. do you find it hard to really, like, keep it going and sustain 
the entertainment factor while also being educational? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I actually prefer to do it alone because I know exactly where I'm going to go with everything because I am just very like organized like that. Yeah. I like these because they're different for me. Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea we're going to take this, Cheryl. Like, I have no idea. Me you, you might throw he me doesn't a, tell you, me shit. Yeah, you might throw me a curveball. Like, I know we have an agenda, but I know you're not going to follow it. Yeah. See, so but, I don't know where you're going to take this. But that's just how my mind, like, more, no, it works that way, no, you know? And, and that's completely fine. So, like, I, I'm excited because this is different for me. And usually I'm the one doing the interviewing. You're in the driver's I'm, seat. Yeah, I'm on the hot seat now talking yeah. about my thing. So it's different for me for sure. Yeah. And, uh... For me, the hardest thing is making sure that I can like get my facts straight. Because when it comes to financial podcasts, like you can talk about whatever you want, man. Like there's yeah. no problem if you don't like the Mandalorian or the heck is out there today. Like there's no harm, no foul. Exactly. I have to make sure all my stats are correct. Otherwise, my podcast loses its credibility. So for me, the hardest thing is everything leading up to before I press play. When I press play, it's so easy because all my stats are laid out. All the homework is done. It's the three, four hours of preparing for a podcast that really make it difficult yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do you approach it with a script or are you just... No, no script, just bullet points. Like things I need to make sure I make note of because I'd never follow a script because then you sound like a robot. Yeah. And that's how every other single financial podcast sounds like. Yeah. I think that's why I'm having so much success right now yeah. in my podcast is because it's completely um, different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a, a little little bit of a, No, no, but I think yeah. that's why like it's like... I only launched a podcast realistically like mm-hmm. about a year ago, but like, yeah. fully committing to it. I was doing one podcast a month, but that's not really like yeah. anything you would really consider mm. full blown. Uh, Bef- so, but before we get ahead of ourselves, honestly, I mean, like the the one thing that you know we're talking about your podcast, but we're completely just forgetting the fact that the reason why you made this podcast is because you launched this service that is Cube. Yeah. Um, but one thing that, you know, you, you have no idea where I, I want to take it, but here, let, me get, let me give you a little <laughs> bit of a hint. Uh, you did something that more than a lot of people would like to admit, you know, would like to do. It is you got up from your corporate desk job and pretty much said, fuck this. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I saved up enough money. I'm going to go do my own thing. And you really just kept the engine running and and you fueled yourself with so much you know motivation and um like i i really wonder do you like listen to like any motivational speakers are you like, i used to are I you used tony to. robbins guy i i like him i like all of them the gary v the ty lopez's the you do? grant cardones i like them to an extent uh but the i stopped listening to them a couple of years ago yeah they, they were good in the beginning i do find them a little dangerous uh, to be honest, I think there's a little dangerous aspect to them because I, I do know people who have taken everything they, they've said yeah. to heart and have quit school, have quit work yeah. with no legit plan in place exactly. and yeah. are now struggling and are like, damn, like, they hit me up for advice. Yeah. And I'm like, brother, I hate to tell you this, but you got to go back to work. you got to go back to school yeah. uh, because now you're in no man's land. You have yeah. no idea what you want to do. You, yeah. You're left with no plan, no business action, nothing. Yeah. Because you just left school because that was because stuff. because they were told yo you don't yeah. need school they were told you don't you know but they they this is where it's dangerous and I know that these guys put the caveats in mm-hmm. where they're like oh obviously have this but let's be real here your yeah. viewers don't listen to that part they listen to your one minute sections on yeah. on Instagram that say quit 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 exactly. you're in your twenties you're in your thirties take your risks I'm gonna be honest with you yeah I fucking hate Gary Vee. 
Really? I, I dislike him. I think, you know what it is? It's terrible, but it's his voice. Like, he, he sounds like Mickey Mouse and he's like screaming <laughs> at you. Hey, we really need you to quit your job. Yeah. You need to invest everything in your 20s. And it's just, it seems so easy to say. And like, he obviously always posts like, you know, the 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 20 second, like Gary Vee predicted this, but he never posts, the, obviously, because he's just showing you the right things, but the endless predictions that he's been wrong about. Yeah. You know, like, I, I just, you know, I, I really don't need someone to tell me I'm a fat, lazy piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'll just wake up in the morning and be like, oh, still a fat, lazy piece of shit. Like, I'd rather do this. But I think that the, the problem is that people don't want to work these desk jobs. They, like, turn to these people, you know, like Tony Robbins and, and Gary Vee mm-hmm. and all this, and they look for the answer. They're, they're, they're basically saying, I dislike what the conventional norm is, and I'm just going to go the, the complete opposite direction. But they don't understand that any direction that you take in order to be any form of successful, unless you're extremely lucky, you need to be working your ass off. Yeah. So my qualms with like the motivational speakers are that I think that some people misjudge how much of being, I don't know, determined and persistent is like an actual personality trait versus yeah. if you need a, a, a you know to listen to a, a speaker every day to start something new or to go to the gym, mm-hmm. like maybe that's not really who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think you're just a really like motivation motivated yeah. individual. Yeah. Exactly. With or without the pot, the speaker, you would still be doing what you're doing every day. Yeah. So it's, sometimes it's, I think it, it, I don't know. What do you think about? No, that? Like, I, I think 100 percent correct because when I was leaving J.P. Morgan. Everyone was kept telling me, you remind me a lot of Gary Vee. I'm like, who is this? That's how I got into it. Yeah. I was already out when I started listening to them. Yeah. So like, I, I didn't listen to them then leave. I was already yeah. out. And then someone's like, dude, you remind me of these guys. I'm like, who are mm-hmm. these guys? And the entrepreneur like influencers really weren't cool yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gary wasn't even that popular. I don't mind him. Uh, in fact, I'm actually surprised you don't like him, to be honest. Because when I look at his background, I see a lot of us in him and so- him and us. Because he's what? He's from Belarus. He's yeah. an immigrant. Yeah. Okay. We're first generation. Our yeah. parents are just like him. Yeah. Entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, came here with nothing. Yeah. Tons of siblings. So I do see a lot of similarities with him. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with you. Uh, I can't listen to him for too long because his yeah. voice does bother me a little bit. But that's just his excitement. That that's he can't, terrible to hear. You know, right? I know. I know. Yeah. I know you said that. But it's like the I, one I, thing he can't change. He can't yeah. do anything about it. He, yeah. he, he, a lot of it is his excitement. When I, he's cool and talking, his uh, voice is fine. Yeah. But he gets really fast. Yeah, he's got I, that Mickey Mouse. No, and I, I, I found myself doing that too every once in a while. Like when yeah. I get really passionate about something. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, I know what you're saying. I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah. But I don't hate the guy. But I, I cannot listen to any of those guys uh-huh. uh, cumulatively because what I do think happens, uh, and this is just what I see because I really do talk to a lot of people on a daily basis through their subscription and uh-huh. through my Instagram account and everything. Yeah. And a lot of people listen to them for about three four hours. Yeah. And what happens is. They think they worked after listening to them for three, four hours. Yeah, but they was, feel like listening to them is the productive part. Right, it's what you do after. It's that. the implementation. People <laughs> yeah. will literally listen to Gary Vee in their bed or on their couch eating yeah. potato chips for three hours it's, and think that they made that one step closer to succeeding in their business. Exactly. My dude, you've gotten nowhere. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's so true. I, see, the thing is with me is like you listen to these people, but at what point do you start listening to your, yourself? Yes, you know I agree. I, mean? I agree. Like, so. Before I absolutely just go and take a fucking huge shit on every single motivational speaker, there are some that that really like resonate with me, and like it's actually not some; it's more one. It's David Goggins. 
Are David you Goggins. Him? David I Goggins is, is so. the only dude I he's follow. He's ridiculous. He is like. Right. He's like. Will it hurt me? I want to do it. Yeah. Like, that's it. I'm like, all right. Like, it's a little, you got to admit. A little extreme? It's a little extreme. Like, he, but I love he, want, he says things, I think, sometimes just because it's so out there and outlandish yeah. that, like, he's going to say it. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Uh, so, he, all right. Let, just so I could give you the, the face yeah, value. Yeah, give us a little quick synopsis. Face value who David Goggins is. David Goggins was this, um, I guess, he was a kid at the time and he was abused by his stepfather. He had a, Really, really rough upbringing. Um, he just was getting shit on on every single end and really had what he said was no purpose in life, he felt. Um, he ended up became, becoming you know fat and, and just unmotivated. He worked as in, uh, I believe it was a exterminator. Uh, he was making like $1,000 a month uh, and he just got comfortable drinking milkshakes every day. And then he got the courage to uh, join the Navy and then ultimately be, tried to become a Navy SEAL. And he went through BUDS, which is like the basic training or the absolute necessity. You can't become a Navy SEAL unless you pass BUDS. I'm probably butchering this. We said it in episode one. I'm not going to fact check. Go <laughs> ahead, Google uh, how to become a Navy SEAL. It's just that easy. Um, so, you know, he became a Navy SEAL after three tries, but... What that basically means is he went through Hell Week three times, and I'm pretty sure that anybody that's from the United States or has, has just any knowledge of the Navy SEALs knows that Hell Week gains that name for a reason. Uh, they put you through the absolute worst. So he only finally got through on his third time. Uh, then he went on to a bunch of other branches of the military and completed their basic training requirements and sort of went from this fat unmotivated lazy complacent person mm -hmm. to a person who certified themselves as comfortable in the uncomfortable and you know we find we we like things that we could find ourselves in and one thing that i really really wanted to find was being comfortable in the uncomfortable and more than anything he leads by action like he'll run the moab 240 and still finish it even though he got pulmonary edema so yeah. he ran a 240-mile ultimate endurance race, got pulmonary edema, which, I don't know, is some medical term for his shit was fucked up, <laughs> and then came back after his, after his doctor was basically like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to fucking do it because I'm not a quitter. I'm not a bitch. All right, then your goal is to get him on this podcast one time. If I could get Sometime David Goggins on this podcast, if I could work out with David Goggins for once in my life, I don't care how long he wants to do it. Anybody that listens to this, that bounces around, anybody that knows him, tell him right now, as I am, I'm ready to work out with David Goggins. I will, no, I, I'm ready for it. I think, I think, Sherelle, you make a good point here. I think it highlights this, that now there are so many entrepreneur influences out there. I don't even know if you can really call him an entrepreneur. Maybe he is. Did he start his own business or anything? I mean, no. He, he, he. As far as I know, he's how, how does he make money? He's a motivational speaker, just and he he wrote a okay. So he wrote a he's, book. He's an influencer, nonetheless. We can just call of him. Of course, that. he has okay. a huge Instagram. And I, I think that's the yeah. beauty of it today is that everyone's got their guy that they just see a lot of similarities with, and it it, it touches more home to them. You know, like there's some people that for me I take a strong liking to over others. Mm. I find myself many times listen to a little piece of all of them when I do listen yeah. because I do think certain ones excel in certain areas. 
Yeah. I, I don't think one guy possesses all the traits that you need to succeed. I think some guys are yeah. really good salesmen. I think some guys are really good at, at putting things into place and yeah. are implementers. Mm. Other guys are really good closers. Yeah. You know, and then you want to take a little bit of everything. I like Grant Cardone. Yeah. Maybe for the sales side, I like maybe yeah. Jordan Belfort for the closing side. I think Ty Lopez and Gary V present a really good is angle from social media, you know, and how to use it to your advantage. Is Ty, like this. Is Ty Lopez the guy that was like in the garage? Knowledge. And, and he's like, Knowledge. he's holding his phone. He's like, look at all these bookshelves. Yeah. Every single one of these books. But that's why you know I him, man. Read. And that's why you know him. Yeah. Because he's good at what he does. That's that's the only reason you know him. Yo, he cornied your way. He he cornied his way into your heart. For sure. How did you get onto him? I saw the ad just like you did. Get the fuck out of here. Where Everyone you? knows about that ad where he's in his garage. He's like, I have and a all Ferrari. these books, knowledge. And my look at my Lamborghini. I got a Lamborghini because I read a book a day. Yeah. For every day. No, he 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 has a company called MentorBox, which is a subscription based program where no you shit. get yeah yeah it's it's actually pretty neat. And uh, he's a big proponent of reading. And actually, I started reading more because of how much he said, read, read, read. Uh, he said, like, CEOs read, like, 60 books a year or something like that. I don't know, something crazy. Okay. Yeah, their secretary reads 60 <laughs> books a year to them. <laughs> I have an, an interesting question. So these influencers, uh, motivational speakers, any a video that goes viral, how much of, like, do you think their success is luck versus how much do you think is because they actually are innovative, smart, like bring something new to the table. Cause I feel like nowadays, I don't know, it's like, what's her name, Bad Baby or whatever? Uh, Bahad Bahabi. Whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> the what the hell did you say? Cat, the cat, the cat, that's how she spells it, B-H-A-D. The, the trashy Bahad like 13 year old from Dr. Phil. Yeah, Bahad Bahabi. Bahad Bahabi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she don't know how to spell, so she spelled it Bahad Bahabi. That sounds like um, some Hebrew stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just blessed the water in this room is oh, what I just man. did. But uh, now to you, to you, to answer your question, uh, I think it's tough to say. I, I don't believe she intended to be like that. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I actually think she was being authentic when she said, "Like catch me outside." I don't think yeah. she's like, "Well, let me say this punchline before I go on this episode right. so I can blow up." So that's partially luck. Yeah, right. I would say that she optimized her situation. That is when a skill she part. Was already she even if she herself didn't you know, figure out what content to put out there or, or figure it out to become a rapper or make her own mm -hmm. makeup, whatever. She put the right people in her corner who yeah. then figured out how to, like, garner attention for it. Exactly. So, like, how much of that do we give to her as, like, credibility versus Look, I can't. I, 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 I can't stand what a lot of these people stand up for, uh, but I do think that that luck part played a huge role mm -hmm. where I don't think she intended to come off where it was going to go viral. She was actually just being real, yeah. to be honest. What she did afterwards mm -hmm. was all skill. How to how to see your your spike in popularity rise and how to maintain it. Because a lot of times yeah. you see today, it spikes and then goes away. Mm -hmm. Like, why is the, get that man some milk or something like, why is that lady not, you know, uh, why is that lady not famous today? Yeah. What about the other one where the, the house was burning? Uh, you know, why is that lady? Lord Jesus? Yeah, why, that one? why, yeah, why are so <laughs> many these people today that we see on, on Instagram and Facebook, they blow up for like maybe a week or two, but then you never hear from them again. Honestly? A lot of that is because of their failure to, to keep the fire lit. Yeah, or even, I always think of this, like the child actor stars, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, 90s, 2000s, were in every movie, whatever it was. And then like, I even think of like Justin Bieber, for instance, like, don't get me wrong, he's still mm -hmm. well-known, whatever. But his fall from grace was like the biggest, you know, fall oh. from graces ever because he went from like the most beloved like pop star or whatever in the mm -hmm. world to now it's like 
what does he do? Like, what is, you well, know what I mean? He, I think, so he was, he was what, like 15 and he posted a YouTube video. So and was, Usher saw it. Yeah, and, but he posted a YouTube video so like his grandma could see it in Canada so that she could watch a video of him singing. Right. And then it ended up becoming, honestly, which is a, a word that is so widely used now, it became viral. Yeah. It became a viral video. Usher saw it. I think, wasn't it Usher and Justin Timberlake were like fighting over who was going to mentor and, and become his manager? Wow. And then. I'm not familiar with the story. And so. then, yeah, he blew up. And then you're talking about a 13 year old kid who, at the time, we're just trying to figure out how our bodies work, uh, just has girls at the millions screaming. Like and fainting when they fainting. Feel. No, it's actually see. ridiculous. Like yeah. Beatlemania. No, so it one is. person. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so he's rocking out with that bowl cut at the fucking right. time and he's singing Baby. Became, what is it? Well, here's another thing. Baby was like the most disliked video on YouTube of all time until they came out with YouTube Rewind. Oh, right? Really? Yeah. I don't know I about think this. It, I think it was, uh, don't quote me like I said before, no <laughs> fact check on this, but... This is all wrong. <laughs> I, think, I think Baby was the most disliked video on YouTube before they did that cringe-worthy yeah, garbage. That's, that's still a stat on his side. Yeah, <laughs> it so... still means it's getting views. No, but yeah, what I'm exactly, saying is he exactly. was a 13-year-old kid who had multi-millions of dollars and had millions of views and then also had an intense amount of hate. And at this point, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a converted believer. I used to be a Bieber hater. Yeah. That kid can fucking sing. He can <laughs> skateboard. He can, he can ride a... Fucking motorcycle. I never awesome. understood the. I never understood the hate. To be honest, it I, was jealousy. He, it was jealousy. When we were coming was, up. He yeah. was a young kid that was just on top of the world. And I think yeah. people hated to see it. And I think yeah. a lot of actors and and singers were yeah. pretty much just pissed that they didn't have yeah. the light like he did. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the worst case. And I don't know if it's the worst case. It's there's probably obviously worse out there. But he could have Macaulay Culkin himself. True. <laughs> you know, well Macaulay Culkin went. Home Alone, amazing, huge popularity, and then became a meth head and married or dated Mila Kunis. Yeah, which and you then, don't know how he got her. So I mean, isn't that the case now with most of these relationships yeah. today? So, Yo, so he that's, got, another, that's another episode, though. Got Mila Kunis. Yeah. And then, uh, now he's all cleaned up and shit, and they're doing Home Alone 85 or but something. What is with, like, all of these childhood stars and the, the, the fact that they... I don't want to speak for all of them, mm-hmm. but a lot of them have to... If they're lucky, they get cleaned up. Yeah. Like, what? what is this deal with, like, just becoming famous or successful when you're young? That's, you know, well, you get to a point. I think part of it is that they don't know how to continue. They don't know how to top what they did. Mm-hmm. So then when you've already reached the peak of your, like, existence at, yeah. like, 15 years old, like, yeah. you kind of are like, what else do I have to live for? You know, like, yep. you're just chasing, like, something that you feel like you'll never get again. Just an empty void, for yeah. sure. That's why people are chasing, like, virality now. Or, like, these YouTubers, like, Jake Paul and Logan Paul just post everything. Like, yeah, that, well, to, we'll, go ahead. To bring it back to the influencer thing is that I yeah. think now the shift has gone from Hollywood being the biggest stars to now it's it's the YouTube stars and mm-hmm. Instagram and the TikTok stars yeah. now. They are in full control they are where the money wants to be. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that actually get the true ROI for the advertisers. The Even micro-influencers is a huge market for. I think the whole environment, the whole landscape has mm-hmm. completely shifted. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think, you know, it also has to do with, you know, going back to Kelsey's point, like what what is it that makes these people just become so fucked up when you become, you know, famous early? I think that they're missing out on a huge, very big, developing part of their their lives 
You know, when we're 13 years old, you're not going to Luxembourg to do a show for, for 50,000 yeah, 50, people. Right. people. I was 13 years old. My voice was cracking. I had pimples on my face and I was wondering whether or not the girl that I had a crush on even knew I existed. Yeah. These people are dealing with the fact that over 3,000 people in front of them not only know their existence, but hail them as like gods. Yeah. So then you go from, oh my God, the, I'm a the, god. The, pres- the pressure gets to them. Yeah. You also have to remember they probably have a ton a ton of uh, people uh, around them that are pretty much calling all of their shots, whether it's pressure from mom, dad, or their manager yeah. or an agent, yeah. who are saying, "Do this, do this, don't do that, do this, do this." Watch just what you say, because now you know uh-huh. you have to be careful because you're under a microscope yeah. on every single thing you do. And paparazzi's at every single. You can't even go to the bathroom like without mm-hmm. paparazzi waiting outside the door. And dude, I don't know how to handle it. If, if someone asks me, "Would you rather have the fame or the fortune?" Give me the fortune, keep the fame. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want the fame. Yeah. yeah. Well. I mean, you brought it up, uh, you know, the, the parent aspect of it. So on our first episode of the podcast, we had uh, we had talked about the, the the Crosbys or whatever it was, the the ah. singing, <laughs> the singing. Uh, you know, so there's basically this six year old girl or whatever. She probably is like eight or nine. Sherelle loves shitting on this family, the, by the way. But this he is did so, it. La- he did it the first episode. No, no one is again. free. No one is free from the yeah. roast. I, I will, yeah, this I guy. will roast. I will roast, and it's not the nine-year-old. The nine-year-old seems like a sweet kid, right? Yeah, cover your seven. tracks. Cover your tracks. She's yeah. seven. It's no. the father. That's that's my problem. Is yeah. Is, she, he he basically. I mean, he said before he has his own. Um, they have their own like camera company called Wise Cam. I don't know why I'm plugging his company right now, but basically he he does his own thing. The YouTube videos aren't to make money. They're, they it started as a hobby because they both him and his daughter liked music. She loved singing, so he would just record her singing and he would like play guitar or something and he post the videos. But now they get enough views that I'm pretty sure like they monetize their videos. You know Sweet. what I mean? Or they get sponsored by a certain like company or whatever. But um, Sherelle feels that he's, like, exploiting his daughter. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think that that maybe they're supplementing their income with yeah. what they make from the videos. Well, but he's, he said that. before, he's like, I don't want this to, like, at seven years old, she doesn't need the responsibility of, like, knowing that she's how we're making money as a family. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What what is he going to do? Not set her up for, like, the rest of her life if she wants to sing? Going back to the fact that Bez is financed, the way that I would talk about this family, <laughs> this girl is their GDP. Yeah. Honestly, that's the thing. It's, I also heard that the Cash Me Outside girl obviously was authentic in that moment. And I heard that her mom saw what was happening. Like, oh my God, she's a meme. If you become a meme now, you are immortalized. You are immortalized. You will forever. No, look at those no neck guys. What that? Oh no my neck god, guy, the like, neck and the long neck. Yeah, dude. Like, the neck and long. Like, that's what the times we're living in, man. It's yeah. crazy. So if you become a meme, you are immortalized. You will be. You will live forever. If you want the secret to immortality, do some dumb shit on the internet and have some people meme you. Yeah, I, I do think that's going yeah. to run its course. Also, I think it's always going to be something new. Something happens. Yeah. I think a lot of people are trying to do that now uh, mm. with TikTok. Also, I think. Yeah. I think it's just. But people just chase. Virality, Cloud. like we're Cloud. saying, yeah. and I, I feel like it. Virality is like a combination of obviously you had to do something that's worth watching, but there's got to be this like moment in time element. Like somehow you did it at the right time that just garnered all this attention. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. that you can. I don't know. Do you think you can purposefully post something and know when you're like when you click up, upload or whatever, it's gonna go viral? No way. No way. I don't know. I I'll, too I'll, unpredictable. I'll take in my it, opinion. I'll take it back. I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. Because when you're a self-made billionaire like Kylie Jenner, 
Oh, she's a trendsetter. That's different. Yeah. That's different. We're, we're, we're talking about people that no yeah. one knows of, that no one knows Rise exist today. <laughs> yeah, like see, no one knows. Like, she, she probably didn't even know that was gonna be something big. No, but then she capitalized but then the she cap shit out of it because she made apparel with the. Thing no, on exactly. It. It's like she gets so she does so many things, and then whatever sticks. Yeah. yeah. She rides with it, but she doesn't know what's going to stick ahead of time. I think to your question, yeah. I don't think anyone really knows if it's going to work or not. Right. There are some things I thought were so funny that never took on. I mean, and there are some things I think were the stupidest things, but they happen to catch fire like crazy. I know. I mean, I, I mean maybe like maybe advertise people yeah. in advertisement or like marketers. Yeah. Like obviously the Super Bowl commercials, right? They yeah. they put those out hoping and doing research and, and like thinking, okay, this pro this will probably stick. Mm -hmm. But like in terms of like the everyday like Joe Schmo who yeah. uploads a video and hopes on TikTok that it goes viral or whatever like I don't know that they have I don't know I don't think people can predict what the masses are gonna like gravitate towards like yeah. you yeah. said it's too hard well I think that they can more or less and this is gonna sound like way out of my bag I'm gonna sound like a conspiracy theorist but like they more or less can herd the sheep you know what mm -hmm. I mean like they can push you to sort of make you think that you made this choice you know what I mean? Like, they'll put a couple ad placements here, the couple people that you follow. You, you tend to create a profile. You know what I mean? Like, you more or less are part of, you know, a certain sect and group in an advertiser's eye. It's not even an advertiser. It's, it's not one individual. It's an algorithm. Yeah. Right? So, you're looked at as this algorithm is, okay, well, he likes to work out a lot. He checks in at a gym every, every day. Uh, he commutes two hours a day because he's on Google Maps. Uh, I think we should offer him a podcast about working out uh, because most people that commute um, listen to podcasts and this guy seems to like working out, probably wants to know something about it. So they'll, they'll push it to you. And that's how they make you think that you made the choice to then, you know, listen to that. Or it's something that came up on your recommended feed. Exactly. I, have, I have so many times where... You know, I listened to something that was recommended to me on Apple Podcasts and all right, let's be real. The algorithm worked. I stuck with it. It's pretty good. But it's it's not it's more of a the waitress or waiter is coming out with the tray and is showing you the desserts and you're just picking which one you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. So it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it like that. But I was uh, more shocked that you didn't pick up on the fact that I called Kylie Jenner is self-made, you know. Oh, well, I mean... Billionaire. I mean, listen, Charlotte. Shit, that, that if, caught if, me by surprise, I mean, dude. well, Charlotte, if we're going to pick apart every single word that you're hey, going to say today, that, this episode's going to be four hours long. <laughs> I mean, listen, she's related to uh, Kendall Jenner, who stopped protests with a can of Pepsi. I think the more important person that she's related to is Chris Jenner, who, Yo. if she, if I really know she, nothing about these people to be honest, man. You don't. I, I know very. I feel like I, you I know would be it, interested in Chris Jenner just because of how she's been able to like monetize. Like, yeah, six I, I of know. Kids. Talk yeah. about exploiting children. <laughs> I know at a high level what they do, but I really don't. I really don't uh, keep my keep tabs on these people like in the least bit. I really don't care. So for them. basically, Chris Jenner makes ten percent. On every single thing, every deal that like six of her kids. Yeah, but seriously. Her kids yeah. are Kim, Kylie, like you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm familiar and, like, with the family, all, but I really don't follow them. They all have yeah. their own. I mean, like Kim has KKW Beauty now on top of like Skims, oh, which is her like um, what shapewear line, and then Kylie obviously has like Kylie Cosmetics. She, she just sold that for six hundred million dollars. Yeah, half of it, right? I, I know that I know that from the finance side of me because yeah. it's big on the like M and A front. Nice. That's the only reason I really know about that kind of stuff. But 
Uh, she's like Cody was on the other end of that deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only reason I know that. What's Cody? I the, think the, it's the firm that bought the other half of the. Company. They're like the biggest. Is it distributor? I don't Something know. Something that they, they're pretty much. Yeah, they're gonna be the company that pretty much helps her blow up internationally. That that really. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the reason I know this because I'm keeping an eye on on like Ulta Beauty stocks and stuff like that, and so you know. I really. Elf, would... Elf Beauty and all this. So I'm looking at these companies. That's that's why I know about this deal. But aside from that, I really don't know much. Seems a little shady to me. Bez, Bez's, is... Bez's lips look too good right yeah. now. Yeah, he <laughs> he's, he's, he's been exfoliated. Yeah, he's, we know. Uh, he's got a couple Kali lip kits in that house. I know that. No, makeup's a fantastic right Makeup's a billion dollar industry. No, dude, there's plenty of money to make on these companies. But like, yeah. if you look at Ulta stock, you guys are gonna flip, and you should probably be pretty upset like that you didn't invest because like that was an easy one. Jeez. Like, think about it. Like, you knew Ulta. Like, take it back five years. Yeah. I tell you, what do you think about Ulta? You knew it was blowing up. Like you saw that you were probably visiting the store a lot, a hell of a yeah. lot more than you were. Yeah. Sephora, my, my Sephora, I don't believe is public, so coupon. It was yeah, going in there, going exactly. So, so you knew that writing was on the yeah. wall, and uh, to take it back to the investment side of things, I think that uh, a lot of our generation pretty much isn't capitalizing uh, on, on the investment side. When especially the women, I think women have a unique advantage, especially with so many retailers being public. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can already tell me like off the bat, like I use my mom and sister to help me a lot with this kind of stuff. Like, where do you see Macy's going? Where do you see JCPenney going? Where down do you, the fucking tube. Down the tube. And that's exactly... And, <laughs> and, and look at the stocks. Down Sponsor the, the show, though. <laughs> yeah. And, and look at the stocks, though. They're down the tube. And, and now it's like, okay, when well, Nordstrom wants to go private because they don't really want to deal with the whole publicity thing, they're going to keep uh, Stitch Fix, though, public, which is, a, which is a subscription box company. That's from Nordstrom? Yeah. It's an awesome company. Fucking that's love like, Stitch Fix. <laughs> really? Sherelle is like the biggest advocate. I oh, mean, that? that's why he posts pictures now like once a week in his new outfit. Oh, is that where it's from? Hell yeah. Dude, yeah. you have a stock. S-F-I-X. That's a ticker. Dude, Nordstrom, that was the smartest thing. I don't know if they created it or acquired it. I don't know that. I just know it's, I just know it's a Nordstrom a company. Of, there's a lot of, of those like, uh, like I guess, subscri- subscription. I don't know. Yeah, those subscription called. boxes. Yeah. With like companies to sell, send you clothes. I'm going to say this right now. Nordstrom is the greatest company of all time. I no. want to tell that. You always do things like that. You just make these bold ass Yo. claims. Yeah. That you're Nordstrom, I mean, Nordstrom's fine, but like they, hey. they're not like... They're not the greatest company of all time. Now, shut yeah, up. They yeah. made Stitch Fix. I'm sure they've had some controversies. As Sasha. Well. Sasha, my stylist. Thank <laughs> thank you. You blessed me. <laughs> she blessed me. As you wear a Dunder Mifflin shirt. You, you know you don't have style when you need to have somebody tell you what your style is. Oh, and like, listen. No, listen. Hey. You're all been looking nice. <laughs> But uh, we've come a long way from, like, the Jordans. Thank God I got him out of that phase. You you saved this man. I know. You single-handedly saved this man. Everything Her he is Sasha. is because of me. No, no, Behind Sasha. every great man is an even greater woman. That's the facts. But, uh, That's facts. So, but, uh, no, I, I, no, Sasha hooks you up. She does Sasha that. Sasha and facial hair. If I had... It, all right. <laughs> so if... What the hell, man? If I had to... All right, looking back, you know, there's a whole 10-year challenge going on on Facebook, right? So if I had my 10-year... Uh, lessons, I would say, get yourself a barber who loves you and takes care of that head. Mm-hmm. Uh, get you a barber who knows how to line up your beard and get a beard. And three, get you Sasha, bro. She is amazing <laughs> at styling clothes. Uh, my Instagram has been more active than it's ever been these past like four months solely based off the fact that I'm on Stitch Fix. And that's kind of a little pathetic when you think about it, and it goes back to the whole virality, and, you know, we all want to be these online personalities, but 
shit, I look really good. So I you don't know, mind posting a picture or two. You, yeah, you're no, feeling confident. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's really what it comes from. And yeah. it's actually funny you mentioned that because uh, a few people ask me like, oh, you you run your own company, man, but your your personal Instagram does not look anything like a CEO. I'm like, dude, I don't care for that. Well, what does a CEO look like? Well, dude, okay, you know how their captions are all bulleted, like... like, Cocaine and strippers? No, no, no. That's Jordan (laughs) Belfort. (laughs) No, I'm talking about, like, if you see uh, certain CEOs today, they have a very similar style profile, where it's the same similar picture. They're they're almost afraid to show who they really are, in a sense. Yeah. And and I mean, they'll all due respect. I I get what they're going for. They want to keep that professionalism. Uh, but for me, you're going to see my dog. You're going to see my family. Like mm. You're going to see like pictures of me that aren't like photographic, perfect, like, mm. you know, touched up photos. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. see my Instagram bio that has all these little bullet points that says what I have accomplished. Self-starter. Yeah, like you're not going to see that kind of stuff. You're not going to see that kind of stuff. For that's me, for LinkedIn, man. No, exactly. It is for LinkedIn. I, that's exactly where I was going to go with Culture it. Culture enthusiasts. You know, yeah. I, I, I do think each platform is for different things. Yeah. Like most of them are public. I'm a private profile, mm. you know, and I don't really care for that kind of stuff. What's the even point of following me? I'm not even that exciting. I just bust my ass all well, day. Well, I think you see a difference between like your, I'm doing air quotes, your public persona or like your company versus you as the person. Yeah. Like you want to have a private life. Like uh, you yes. just said, fame doesn't intrigue you. No. Like I'm sure money incentivizes you. Of course. But like you're, you know, if your company like blows up and everyone knows about it, like you'd be okay with still having privacy and. You I'd know, love that. That'd be the best case scenario to be, would, to be honest. That'd be the ideal situation yeah. for everyone, I think. And more so, more than the money, I care more about the freedom. So since I've been out of the corporate life now, in May it'll be three years. Um, and I have to say, it's been, the money's been good, uh, you know, running my own company is great, but it's it's the freedom of not having to take any orders or, you know, ask for vacation days or things like this. And the funny thing is, I work more. I work more hours per week than I did at the office, but I feel a hundred times more free. And I would rather take, and it's not happening, but I'd rather take a pay cut, right, than uh, then go back to the corporate life for more money and, and bust my ass all day you know, at the office and deal with that commute to the city and all that stuff. Yeah. I'd rather take a pay cut and work for my house and do things on my terms, truly. So my mm. next question is twofold. Um, Look at you sounding all legit. I like it. I like <laughs> yeah, it. It's amazing. So, she, she came prepared, bitch. She, see, I, I was she like, was I'm like, going to start a podcast. And Kelsey was like, this is mine now. now you want to talk more about David Google Bonds? What the heck is David Google Bonds. <laughs> yeah, David Goggins. Goggins. Yeah, I'm, I'm Google for Goggins, bro. <laughs> so when you quit, one, were you nervous about like, how, like, am I going to be successful? Like, am I going to make money off of what I want to do? And mm-hmm. two, how soon after you started, did you actually start, like, making yeah. money off Okay, of so when I quit, I, looking back, I should have probably quit maybe six to 12 months later. Okay. I left too early. And what happened was um, I was running Cube, okay, but Cube wasn't making any revenues yet. It was, I was still building the brand. I, I started the, the brand uh, two years before I even launched a platform to monetize, okay? Because mm-hmm. I was so, I was so focused on building a, a following before asking for anything. I wanted to provide value. How can I provide value day in day out? I must have made fifteen hundred posts, you know, across social media, just trying to offer value, help people invest, all these things. Because I really wasn't sure, to be truthfully honest, where the subscription was going to go, where the company was going to go. Um, at first, I thought it'd be a freemium model where I would run a newsletter and just charge on advertisements and things like that and the podcast too. And then I was like, you know what? 
I want to get more hands-on. I want to help a little more that, on a specific level because now that I have a subscription, I'm able to help people with their own individual you know, things. So to your first question, because I want to make sure I answer it, I was scared shitless, and I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of people would admit that. I think a lot, of t a lot of times, say when you look at these Instagram influencers, mm -hmm. they act like they have everything under control. Yeah. So for this thing from the truth, I think a lot of the reason I have a decent following is because I'm, I have no problem admitting that I'm still in the trenches. I still consider myself an up and coming entrepreneur. I don't think I'm established. Uh, so one, yes, I was scared shitless, and two, I, I was running Cube, but Cube wasn't making any money. I was working on another company with some partners um, that was along the subscription box line. And the partnership went completely sour, okay? We worked on it for about, and I had the best people on board. Mm. The best people on board, I mean, these people were the founders of humongous companies and brands that you know and follow on Instagram. How'd you get in touch with these people? My network is the only reason I'm still here today. The, my network is the only reason I have any money because wow. I know so many people and do so much for everyone that I was able to have all these doors open to me and people will like I guess my personality, they like how hard I work, so they, they're kind of attracted to that, and they want to work on the next big project. This one didn't work out because there were just too many hands in the pot, and um, everyone kind of split and went their own way, so here I am. I'm out of the corporate life now about almost a year, and I thought I'd be in a completely different place. Yeah. Completely different place now. I'm like, holy shit, I might have to go back. I might have to go back with my tail between my legs, and this sucks. And I was like, you know what? I think I've offered enough value on Cube. I think it's time to start monetizing the, the platform. And thank God that's what did it for me. It worked out. And I, a lot of people just want to start charging from day one. What can I just let me put up a shop on, on, on uh, Shopify or Wix and let me just start charging. But dude, you don't have a brand that people know and trust. You don't have a following. You don't have any credibility, like a lot of people want to do finance today. Dude, I worked in finance. I got my serious certifications. I went to school. I got my degree in finance. A lot of people want to do these things and they just taught themselves in their basement, but they don't know anything, you know, and this could be applicable to so many other industries where people, we just live in this like front, 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 you know, era where people act like they're pros and all that they do. Mm -hmm. And so few actually are. So I launched a subscription it was rocky at first. What I did was I was I put targets, and I want you guys to do the same thing. I was like, okay, I launched it, uh, my subscription uh, in September. I was like, I need to make by December one thousand dollars a month net income after fees, after taxes, after everything I put in, clean a thousand dollars a month in December. Otherwise, I'm going back to J.P. Morgan. I'm going back to Bank of America. I'm going back. I said, I have to. Otherwise, if you don't make money two years on doing something, it is not, you're not an entrepreneur, it's a hobby. You're having fun. If you're not making real money in two years, you're just, you're, you're kidding yourself. Because hmm. that's enough time to really start doing some things. Otherwise, you have to recheck your strategy, recheck who you're around and everything. That month, I literally made, I think, $1,000 like 32 cents. So I was like, okay, I'm staying. Wow. Okay, January comes. I said, that's still not enough. What the hell am I going to do with $12,000 a year? That, that's nothing. So I said, okay, January, I have to make $12.50, okay? I got $12.75. I said, February, I have to make $2,000 a month. I started really upping this shit for myself. Yeah. I was like, because I need to make money. Like, I got school loans to pay. I got all these things. I could be making $125,000 here at the office. Like, there's an opportunity cost now mm -hmm. where it's like, whole, and, and this just stresses you out. Thank God I have, like, parents that understand. Yeah, you have a good support system. I have a good support system where they didn't grill me, but they, they know what I'm about and how hard I work. Yeah, they're not trying to make money off of no, you on YouTube. They, they're not trying to do <laughs> you and that shit. They're, they're not. They, they they understood 
100% clear, like, I'm not out of my mind where I'm in denial. I knew things weren't going the way I thought they'd be going after I left and that my ass was on the hot seat, okay? So I got that number. Then I was like, okay. And I just kept going and going and going until I was like, okay, now I'm reaching a a point here where I'm making a legitimate salary and that now the opportunity cost and everything is, is not anywhere around. And, uh, and that's how I stayed. And I want you guys to do the same thing. I want you guys to set up yourselves with a certain amount of downloads you want to shoot for, with a certain amount of subscribers you want to shoot for. I want you guys to develop a long-term plan as far as how do you uh, go ahead and monetize this. Because I do see you guys branding this podcast. I do see you guys maybe going into apparel. I do see Kelsey perhaps doing a spinoff if people want to know more about her. I do see a lot of different avenues. I'm carrying this fucking team is what he's that's saying. Right. <laughs> yes, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so the, these are the things that I want to see you guys lay out, put in a neat business plan. I know yeah. it might sound like really corporate like of me, yeah. but there are some things I, I'm not going to shame the corporate world. Yeah. Like there yeah. are some things I picked up from the corporate life that I apply day in and day out. That's yeah. like attention to detail and like putting things on a timeline as if I do have a boss, yeah. but I'm my boss, but yeah. and I have to hold myself accountable. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to. So. See, the one thing that always killed me with starting this and like, again, going back to what we said when this first started was the reason why I hit you up is I always kind of fall into paralysis by analysis. Yeah. So I'll start thinking of like, well, how am I going to deal with the logo? Instead of just being like, let me just start it. No, let me just put sure. out anything like I, that. I don't know if you were, yeah. if he told you about that kind of that was yeah. the conversations we've had, but like Sherelle's been thinking about doing something entrepreneur like for a long time. Mm-hmm. And He's not alone. A lot of people now that they've seen like I'm, I'm doing pretty well, they're they're pretty curious as to how they can get started. I have no problem helping people, but the one problem I do find is people want to get all their ducks in a row before they start, and then they never start mm-hmm. yeah. because they're too busy trying to perfect everything. Like, dude, I told I told you, I said, oh, yo, you're not gonna get a million downloads in your first episode. Yeah, you you want to just get something out there. Like he was so adamant on having the perfect logo and the perfect setup and. The perfect yeah. everything. I was like, dude, you are wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. could have started this podcast a year ago. We could be sitting here right now with ten thousand more subscribers. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say it, but it's a possibility. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And I'm not like that's the facts. So if mm-hmm. everyone is listening to this, like, the perfect time to start was yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Like that's facts. Honestly, you're my favorite motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying. I swear, I'm not trying. I'm Yo, not trying. I David swear. Goggins, you have competition. <laughs> I'm going to quit my job. Just no, kidding. No, don't. Don't. Just Listen, I, I, I'm telling you all straight up, I quit too early. Yeah. I quit yeah. too early. Yeah. I, I, I trusted the people around me. These people are all running their own successful businesses. Like, yo, this is clockwork, bro. We're going to launch just, another brand. We're going to be successful. I'm going to pocket so much money. I'm not even thinking, bro, there's seven people. we got to be making like 35 grand a month for it to even be worth it. Yeah. But where the fuck are we making $35,000 a month? Yeah. Where was that going to happen? Exactly. So, like, I was so naive. I was just so, like, ready to get started. I, Because my biggest fear, personally, my biggest fear is not exploring and utilizing my full potential. Like, that's seriously what I'm most worried about. Damn, that's... I'm serious. That's fire. No, I didn't hear that from anybody. That's truly what I believe. <laughs> Mine's like getting hit by a semi on the, my way to work in the morning. <laughs> no, it's like... 287 yeah. is scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> Jerseys know what I'm talking no, about. Yeah. No, that is facts. Yeah. That's facts. No, so, I know what you mean. No, I, I, I mean, just, that's why you're successful in, like, in what you pursue is because you have that, like, inherent, like, motivational side to you where you just, like, you want to... You don't care. I mean, you care if you fail, but to you... The what ifs are what would like drive you. I think yes, crazy. Yes, yes, no, like, no doubt. I fucked up. I have to go back to work. 
guess what? You'd go back. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't feel that really, bad. Yeah. I would be pissing myself because I, I love to succeed at everything I do. And I'm I, obviously that's not the case. I fail at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I failed at, like I told you, I failed at two other companies before Cube actually became anything. And I have no problem admitting it, but I got over it and I, I just kept working on the next thing. Yeah. And, um, uh, but the difference is, like I was saying about the people who just quit and then they don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. Cube was always my like saving grace I had in my back pocket mm-hmm. that I was nurturing for so long. Right. But mm-hmm. it, I had no intention of monetizing it. I should have monetized it sooner. Mm-hmm. Two years, I think, is a little excessive to build a following. Yeah. I, I really do that, think that. But also, I'm not like this social media guru. Like in the first year or two, I didn't even like know how to make posts, like what a good caption is, what do hashtags even do. Like I didn't know. So so much yeah. was learning on the way. Right. Now you're a certified meme lord. Yeah. Now I, I make good memes, like finance memes. And I do all these kinds of things. But yeah. like, That's awesome. like this is coming from somebody who had no idea when I started. Yeah. Like none, none. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I know it's cliche to say, well, if I could do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. It's really the fact though. Like, yeah. For real. And that's yeah. why I push you guys to start this because like we're kind of pretty much the same in, in, in some regards and a yeah, lot of bro. regards, you know? Yeah, you had to translate papers from the government for your parents too because they pretty couldn't much, speak English, dude. bro. I still do it for my Cheryl, grandparents, man. Cheryl shared this, I think it was a meme. Yeah, it was a meme. Where it was like, yeah, immigrant children, like when their parents come to them when they're seven years old with, like, I saw with that. tax forms <laughs> and they're yeah. expecting them to like decode it. No, for real. That's exactly like, what that's I still do for my grandparents to this day. I dead ass know how to read an I-9. I knew how to read an I-9. Maybe at, at nine years old. I nine by nine, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Mom, this is your W two. <laughs> She's like, Oh. Yeah, I know. They're like, Oh, oh man, no. Yeah. Oh. That's it. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> like, also, if you know how to fix the Wi-Fi, you're like uh, you're, a certified wizard. Yeah, no, that's it. for sure. For but sure. Not, that's not even just like an immigrant thing. Like I. I can't tell you how many times I've like fixed the printer for my mom or like, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. I'm just like, Things when did I become the geek squad in this house? Right? But I, yeah. I, I apparently happens. know technology the best in my household. So yeah, no, yeah. That, that's just what happens. So I mean, it's a, uh... it's kind of, it's kind of great. Honestly, uh, I think at least from my perspective that I was brought up like that because, um, you know, when I had to go to college, like I, pretty much knew how to deal with FAFSA and all that. Like I knew all the tax forms and stuff that they were yeah. looking for. You know, I knew how to deal with reading bills and understanding that stuff when I moved out. I mean, mind you, my mom kind of took care of all the other stuff because, you know, Middle Eastern boys don't really uh, cook or clean when they're home. <laughs> like, so, you know, that was like a, a hard dose of reality. But yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of awesome. No, I, I think we come from unique backgrounds and I don't think... You have to be a from an immigrant family to have this kind of mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't. I think that gets a lot of mm-hmm. uh, catch today. Like it's a big popular thing that people talk about a lot. But uh, you can come from the hood and have the same mentality, even if your parents have been your your grand grandparents have been in America. Exactly. You can come from the hood in Philly and make it out, and yeah. that could be all your motivation. Your motivation could be that your your mom is sick and you want to make as much money as you can to you know get her the medicine mm-hmm. she needs. Like you can have any motivation. You yeah. know, uh, it's important you find it though. Yeah. Uh, but my motivation has really only come from I know what I'm capable of. You see people around you that are, are achieving these amazing things. You say, well, what is it about them mm-hmm. that is so special that I can't do? And you really think about it you're like, well, it's actually nothing. Yeah. There's nothing between me and you, okay? Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that they're putting in the time mm-hmm. and being consistent with it. Well, if I was 6'9 and 250, I'd dunk on LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But are you competitive? Do you, do you think you're competitive with other people or are you more competitive with yourself? 
Only myself. Yeah. I'll, I think that's the I swear. Way don't let him fucking lie to you. We went to I college swear. together. Don't play this no, asshole in FIFA. Don't uh, play this at yo this he's, he's right on this one. Yo, he's the most I have to win in FIFA. He's the yeah. most competitive <laughs> piece of shit in the world. Not yes. only will but, he but, but, beat but, you. But her her question was, do I compare myself to people? No, compete I, or I, compare. I, no. I think I use compete, but I, I guess I, I Oh, I must have misheard that then. But uh, maybe but compare might be a better word yeah. because I, like Cause who yeah. am I actually competing against then in this world? Like what? All right, so I'm I'm working on Cuba right now. Who am I competing against? You're right. Like nobody. You, you, I don't look at anybody. You kind of just like made your own lane. Yeah. And I think people have an issue with social media playing a big part. It's like constant comparisons, and people yeah. only really post on social media like the like the best parts of their days. Like they're yeah. not they're not posting <laughs> when they're crying in the yeah. shower yeah. after yeah. a hard day. If you guys looked at my birthday post, like, I was like, guys, <laughs> I was, if you look, did you remember? Did you remember my birthday yeah, caption? Yeah. It's like, guys. I'm gonna be dead honest with you. It's my 26th birthday. Thank God for another year. But this year beat the piss out of me. Uh-huh. And I have no photos or collages to make because I went nowhere. I went on no vacations for the last two years. Yeah. I've just been in grind mode. Uh, I've went to more freaking hospitals and funerals than I've been to birthday parties. And yeah. uh, my life has been pretty fucking rough. And I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. This, I've cried many times starting this, this company. Many times because I thought I would like, when I was telling you about that time where I was making $200 a month and I need to make a thousand, do you know how stressful that was? Because when I set a date, I will follow it. Mm. If I yeah. put it on paper, I will follow it and I will admit I failed. And that kind of stress still breaks me down today. And I, yeah. I feel that pressure all the time. Yeah. I have to focus on these investments all the time to make sure my people are making money. Yeah. And that constant stress takes a huge toll on you. Yeah. Um, obviously, all the pros that come from starting your own business weighs, outweighs it. But uh, as far as... Am I competitive? Yes, I am 100% competitive to Sherelle's point and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that's toned down a little bit as I've gotten older. I, no, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'm I, making a face. Yeah, for, I know for you're the, making a face. For the obvious listeners, I'm making a face. No, I, I, Yo. I do think the competitive nature has come down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do, I still do think I am crazy when it comes to competition. But do I compare myself to anybody? No. No, no, no. no. I've never, I, I never look at somebody and say, I want that. Or I never look at myself and say, I need to be like him. Never, ever, ever have I done that, and yeah. I think that's that's something a lot of people need to do more of because, like you said, I think I'm at fault for doing that a lot. Well, I mean, I'm I, I feel like I'm a perfectionist with with myself, but I do think that if yeah. if I see like if I did bad on a test and someone got like a 100, I'm like, oh, that that just point blank means that I'm dumb. Like no. that's what, yeah, what and, and and you shouldn't think that way. Yeah. And it's I'm so trying far as I've gotten older to to be less like that one because it's stressful. Yeah, but mm-hmm. two, just because it's like we're all on our own journeys and like maybe I just didn't study hard enough or they just studied really hard and I just have to work harder next time. But yeah. either way, like their score doesn't influence me and what, vice versa. Like you yeah. just have to really be focused on, like you said, like your own thing. Yeah, I, I think it's hard for both. It. I think it's hard for both uh, genders and <laughs> I gotta be careful there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think women have it harder. I think women yeah. have it hard because it's, uh, they're more inclined to post when things are going well or things look well. And I do believe there's a part of it that is people trying to f- trick themselves and thinking things are better than they are. Uh, like I have a younger sister and I always remind her that what it seems is not always what it is. Uh, some of the best relationships you think are great are st- the strongest foundations really aren't. And yeah. some of the most beautiful girls in the world really aren't. And uh, I think girls have that pressure from every aspect, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, like ev- aesthetically, yeah. cosmetically, every single way possible you can think of. I think girls get the most pressure. I think guys, we kind of take like a more laid back approach. We don't really give a fuck, but I don't really give a fuck uh, at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I give a lot of fucks. And, 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 and I'm happy you admit that because yeah. it takes a lot to admit that. And, yeah. and I, it's definitely, I, I think as I've gotten older, I don't know what's changed that I'm more like, I don't need to post on Instagram once a week to show that I have a life. Because guess what? Sometimes I like staying in and watching Disney Plus and yeah. I don't need to like prove to anybody what I'm, but in high school and college, especially college. And I, I know we're similar in that, you know, our friends or people we knew were like going out, you know, Tuesday, Thursday through mm -hmm. Sunday. And, you know, that wasn't necessarily us. And then it's like you're looking at what people are doing and you're like, well, what's wrong with me that I'm not like the same, yeah. you know? So it's yeah. tough when you, I think social media just plays a huge role in it. You're I agree. Just constantly seeing people doing things and you're questioning, am I on the right path? Yeah, no, I, and I, I'm so happy you can actually say that because I think a lot of people think that, but they can't spit it out. And um, to your point, like, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party, I'm not a player. I am so old-fashioned, old-school, and people look at me like I'm crazy. And guess what? I don't care. It, it's just who I am. And I, honestly, a part, look, I, um, when I first quit, right, like, you're probably wondering what the hell was I doing for money, right? I was Ubering nonstop, okay? I forgot you Think, think about this. Yeah. Think about this. Like, I was Ubering seven, Ubering seven days a week, okay? Because I had no money. I had mm -hmm. no money, uh, and... Think about how much of a hit that is, that you were just a banker, okay, and now you're driving Uber, all right? Think about that. And it didn't even hurt my feelings. And I would pick up people all the time from DJs and, like, from Asbury, like these, yeah. if you're listening just from track. outside of New Jersey, <laughs> our, our clubs at the shore. Paul okay? D and... Yeah, all the spots they go to. picking up Snooki. Yeah, I'm picking up, I'm picking up all these people, and yeah. uh, I would ask them all the time. I buy them again into the car frustrated. I always love to just pick their brains because that's really what I loved about the whole the whole job there was just really trying to figure because people are really really honest with you because I'm never gonna see this guy this driver again like yeah. who the fuck is this guy and I'm also kind of drunk so this is like full on sober thoughts yeah and I can't tell you enough how many of them are out there because they need to decompress from how much they hate their nine to five okay that's number one and number two a lot of them are out there just to make their exes uh, hate them even more like that's make them jealous fire all the time all the time <laughs> but when you go on Instagram. They're with all their boys, yeah. all cheek to, you know, grinning from ear to ear, yeah. and everything's cool. And let me tell you something. The best nights that I've had in my life, there was not one phone scene. There, I have no pictures of those nights. None. Yeah. The best nights of my life, I have no pictures of. But back to his, no, you know, all those things that he was saying, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink, like, ladies, let's hit up bed. <laughs> yeah, What's right? going on over here? No, I'm boring, quote unquote. I'm boring to them now, you yeah, know? Yeah, but I don't... I, but I feel like you're just sure of yourself and like maybe wiser than like your age. You know, yeah. you probably get that a lot. I do. I do. I, um, they just use the word old, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 40 year old and like a 25 year old body. That's fine. You know, but no, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is if we do go out, like I have no problem going out. I will go out. I don't, I, I actually always get cranberry juice on the rocks. Everyone just assumes there's vodka in there. Yeah. People are like, what the hell is Bez on, bro? How can I go up to the hottest girl in the room and talk to her? How? How can I do that with no alcohol? People think it's crazy, mm. you know? I, but I'll do it. I have no shame. I have no, like, ho nothing holds me back. Yeah. When, let me tell you something. When I talk to girls, right, mm -hmm. like texting or FaceTime, I tell them everything that I feel. I, I am so open. It's not even funny. Obviously, I'm not going to hurt anyone's feelings. Like, I'm not like that, like an asshole like that. I'll roast but, like, I will literally text a girl. I'll be like, look, I was going to play the three-day rule and wait because I didn't want to seem like... Uh, you know, a creep, like, you know, yeah. too antsy, to, but I said, I don't give a shit. You're so beautiful, I couldn't hold off for three days. They yeah. might think I'm bullshitting them, but I'm actually being serious, and I apologize for how blunt I am. That's how I am. I, I am literally like that, man. Well, I will just tell you straight up, like, I'm hitting you up because I think you're absolutely gorgeous. Never slide I love my DMs, up. bro. 
I already, I already have your number. That's true. <laughs> you never hit me up like this, man. And do girls like? Do they like it when you're? They like, do that? like it. Or Ooh, they, he does they like... finance. No. He's in finance. Oh, he does finance. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking. Well, I'll be honest with you. The banker, oh, the shit. it's funny. The banker. Uh, oh fuck you. The the, the banker thing. <laughs> <laughs> the banker role had a much more sexier thing than yeah, like I'm an entrepreneur. To be honest with you. Yo, cause you know why? Cause mad people use entrepreneur. They do. They ruined the meaning. Yeah. They ruined it. I'm actually an entrepreneur. Like, oh, Guess what? what? Mean? You're like it's fucking Twitch? hard. Yeah, right? It's fucking hard. It freaking sucks. It's like, it's so much stress. It's so much dealing with it. It's like so hard. It's so easy to lose a customer so hard to gain one. Okay. And just like, yeah, I'm a banker. Like, oh, oh my God, guys, he's a doctor. He's a banker. He's like, you know. But I feel like if you told me you were a banker, I'd be like, oh shit, he works at a bank? (laughs) Like, you're a teller? That's a lot of them (laughs) things too. That's a lot of them. I'd be like, oh shit, damn. And you also have to remember the demographic I talk to, like, they don't really know too much about this kind of. for those listening, I'm Albanian, so like I'm not gonna go into it too much. But for those that don't know what Albanian are, they're the ones that stole Liam Neeson's daughter and Taken One and Two. They yeah. fucked up twice. I never watched Taken Three, but at that point, I already know how it's gonna end. Yeah, they, the Albanians came get back. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marco from Tropoya. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they took his daughter not once but twice. Uh, no, wait, did they take his daughter twice? Bro, don't I saw. Did I tell you the first time I saw that movie? I'm in the movie theater, right? Yeah. I, I know it has to do with Albanians. I had no idea what the if we were helping or what. I had no idea. Like I was being stupid. So they uh, the movie starts and I'm sitting toward like the middle toward the front, and uh, they bring up Albanians. I put my hands up in the air like I'm like doing the eagle. I'm like ah oh, yeah Albania Albania, and then by the end of the movie, bro, I got my hood on. And I'm like shit. <laughs> They think we're all freaking like, uh, shit, like freaking child traffickers and shit. That's like, terrible, bro. Oh, uh, I should not drew any attention to myself during that movie, man. Oh my god, yeah, you with your fucking double-headed eagle gold yeah. necklace oh, dude, and your your double-headed eagle sweatshirt. Yeah, oh, no, I love I, it. I'm not that patriotic, thank God. But, I love it, dude. It's um, amazing. No, so th- but to to the original point, um, I do think that. Uh, you don't have to really pay too much attention to what's going on. And I know it's so much easier said than done. And I think you not needing to post on, on Instagram as often is, is really a sign of maturity. That's really what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm not trying to make you feel like... You got me out here crying. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you feel better, but I'm trying to tell you that that's yeah. for real. That's what you'll notice. Um, it's like when uh, you get screwed over by somebody in a relationship and, you, uh, and it's early on, you don't really feel the need to like go off on them. You just move on. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. Like, you're not even worth the I time. Know, there's some there's some of those quote-unquote, like, fedora nice guys that, like, if a girl leaves them on red, they're like, you fucking bitch. Yeah, I, I, I never do something like that. Yeah. I, I'll never, <laughs> no, you know, no, bro. Uh, it's crazy. I, I'll just move on. There's a whole I've actually noticed. I've actually noticed that girls actually, if you want to really zing them better, just leave the, ignore them. Give them the silent treatment. It's, it's, they, they actually get a rise out of the fucking me yelling at them. I'm editing this out so no one really knows your tactics. Shit, that's a good point. But you said this last episode and you guys left it in there. Hell yeah, because I don't so know. So this is going to be how, like, you don't know how to edit. I don't know how to edit. Not <laughs> one fucking bit. No, you took something out of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. we got a little fucking fiery on that one. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I took that shit out in post real oh, fast. Man. So hit me up, man. You are, we're here a little over an hour. Yeah. What else you got for me before I, I you know, you guys let me go? I wanted to get into uh, Tesla. Okay. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm a Tesla fanboy. I'm, I'm actually, I'm a certified Musk boy. I know, you have the Boring Company shirt. Yeah, I got the noise. Boring Company hat. I would have bought the fire, uh, not the flame, it's the not flamethrower. 
Uh, I would have bought that if it wasn't like eight hundred dollars, um, and my dumbass one thousand percent would have burnt down my house. Yeah, um, easily. Yeah, so would have got that too expensive, but I, I don't know. I'm like one of those guys that um, is part of like the Elon Musk cult, where I'm like he's gonna he's gonna save us. You know, he's gonna. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not of that nature, but that's fine. Yeah. So I, I like him. I root for him as an entrepreneur. I root for him. I. I mm. I'm impressed by all he's done. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little upset with how he's running Tesla, but that's another discussion. You know, I, the, this Cybertruck I know you want to get into yeah. is atrocious in my opinion. And I, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a it's a marketing's play. I, I don't think you go through that much. Tesla doesn't need more marketing in my opinion. Yeah. They don't. They, everyone knows who they are. Everyone knows who Elon is. I don't think they needed to go through all of the stress of building this prototype, getting everything together, mm. doing the pre-orders. I don't think this was a marketing t- hype. Yeah. I don't. I, I actually do think that was a faulty mirror, a uh, window. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I believe that. I don't think that they broke to create more people talking. Really? I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I didn't even know that that was a theory. Yeah. No, it's a theory people are saying. People are saying it's a theory. Actually, someone hit me up. Saying that, yo, did you see this? I think it's a marketing ploy. I said, I don't think so, but yeah. I, I can see the angle there mm-hmm. to get us to talk about it more like we are right now. Yeah. I don't think it needed that extra bit, though. Yeah. But my thing is, like, you know, it's supposed to, the Rambus or whatever this thing is, it's supposed to, like, the people who drive, who are looking for that type of truck, is it a truck? Is that what you would call it's it? It's a pickup truck. It's called, they're calling it the cyber truck. But, like, yeah. and not to generalize, but the people who use, who drive pickup trucks, like, is that the look that they're going for? No. I don't think so. No, I think across the board, it's pretty safe to say that no one likes the way this thing looks. I think it's pretty safe to say. It's got 150,000 pre-orders already, but I do think a lot of that is fluff. I think a lot of people just put that order in, got that screenshot, shared it, exactly. and they're going to pull back the deposit and exactly. say, no, thanks. I, I truly believe that. My first impressions of this thing was that this is the prototype that's going to go to Mars. That's what I think. Really? I really don't think this is going to be on the roads. Really? I, I don't think so. Uh-huh. I, I don't see it. He's going to start at 39.9. I, I, I truly don't believe this is going to be something we see everywhere. It, mm. it might be a collector's edition type thing. Yeah. You know, where people store it, don't really drive around too much and sell for like twice as much in like 10 years. Yeah. Things like that. Exactly. Because if he really wanted sales, bro, you grab yourself an F-150, you'd strip the Ford badge off it, you throw a mean T on, on, in the front, make it all electric, and his sight goes down. His sight breaks. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly... Word to God, that's what happens. That's exactly what I thought too. I was thinking like, you know, when... All right, so let's talk about the people that have to pull up to the construction site in that fucking polygon of a car. You know, it literally looks like the Warthog from Halo 1. Yeah. Um, and they fucking meme that shit, too. Yeah. So they put the Master Chief on it. But the people that are going to pull up to the construction site in that car, they're going to get clowned. Yeah. They're going to get roasted. And when you think of a pickup truck, you're not like, I want to go buy a Triangle. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. You don't go out there and say, like, I just want something that has all of this utility. I would venture to say, again, no fact check, more people buy a pickup truck for the look rather than the utility. I think more people hmm. drive a pickup truck to a parking deck and park it at a parking deck than those that do it at a, at a, at a I construction disagree. site. I disagree. Oh, construction site or, like, I think there's a lot of home improvement guys, like small mom and pop contractors yeah i think i think they pull a lot of the weight for the pickup truck stuff i know dad and i are looking at properties to buy and now we need a pickup truck man yeah the two by fours all that shit yeah like can't be taking dad's you know stupid four four-door car like or mine exactly to to a, a site like that and do demolition like so i i i know what you're saying uh but i wholeheartedly disagree see but what bugs me out right is the person that drives the pickup 
in their suit and then parks it at the parking deck. Yeah, I mean, look, I still think yeah. pickups are pretty cool. It's cool. I, I think I think today they look even cooler. Yeah. You know, now they got the speakers on the outside. Like, you can, like, pretty much yeah. do a party. I've seen some cool things on Instagram where they fill up the back with water. And it's kind of like a little pool. Yeah. You know, or they, they do sleepovers in the back of that thing on, like, a mountain somewhere and look exactly. at the stars. Like, that shit's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The price point is attractive. They're getting more eco-friendly. Eventually, they're all going to go electric. Yeah. And I'm surprised Tesla just didn't imitate, like, a like like a model like that. Yeah. Yeah. And just throw it. Throw their logo in front. At least for the first go around. Yeah. At least for the first go around, you know, like you're not, don't pull out all your tricks when you're no. trying to steal people, you know, from Ford. Exactly. I, and Cheryl knows I feel this way personally, and I, this is gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna polarize some people here. I don't personally like the way Teslas look. It's a rift in I'm, our relationship. I'm more of like the Jeep Subaru. I like that, like kind yeah, of yeah. like outdoorsy. I, I see exactly what you're saying. Uh, look, but. Kelsey so, likes a matchbox on wheels. She likes cars very. <laughs> I want it to look like I do outdoor things, but I'm yeah. inside all day actually. So like, what what would be your, like your dream car? Obviously, like I'm not talking like Ferraris and stuff like that, but like your dream like decently affordable car. Like, if you like, would it be like a, a like a fully loaded like Jeep Cherokee? You know what? I, like I thought it would be. I thought it was a Wrangler, and then I test drove, and I'm like, this drives like shit. I don't um, like Jeeps that much. I, yeah, I, I, I they, like, they look cool, but I've driven they, some they too, and I'm not a fan of the way they drive. I have, I have a Subaru Crosstrek. I really like That's it. That's a cool car. I don't, you know, I don't like wake up every car, like cars aren't what like that doesn't like get me going. Like I'm not like I can't wait to have this car one day. Mm -hmm. For me, having like a nice home would or living in a place I really want to live in, whatever, yeah. would probably do that. But um, so for me, it's like when he comes out with these like crazy like looking things. I'm just like I don't know. Like I, I get I can get behind the whole electric car like rationale and like why you would want to do it, but they're just not my like I don't know. I hope one day that they make like a good looking and for people like me who don't want the whole like modern like very like you know straight lines. Egg. And, yeah. yeah. It's an egg. I I also think the market spoke, man. Like Tesla stock dropped over six percent the day after that conference. And this is why I wanted to actually bring it up on the podcast with you, mm -hmm. and it actually ties into the whole you know thing that we really got into throughout the whole podcast, which was you know more or less social media and influence and uh, you know memeing and that. Like how much of what internet culture and like what the internet does affect the the actual markets Huge. like like they used to not now they do like when when kylie tweeted that she doesn't like snapchat anymore yeah. snapchat effing tanked bro mm -hmm. tanked when when musk put out those tweets about taking the company private, 420 420 skyrocketed mm -hmm. like when trump makes a tweet the markets move like my portfolio shifts two three percent just yeah. based on what he might say yeah like that's a lot man mm -hmm. and it makes it very difficult for portfolio managers mm -hmm. and like guys like myself trying to navigate these markets because the, like 120 characters can change the whole freaking course of the quarter yeah like it's just that crazy like right now mm -hmm. man like everyone's so ultra sensitive but the funny thing is that i think now we're so sensitive as to what someone might say about a certain brand like an influencer yeah when we're getting notifications that uh, there's bombs going off in Turkey or something like that, or you know Baghdadi or something like that. It's like you know is, is taken out. Markets don't move. Yeah. Markets don't move. But Kylie says something or Trump tweets something about you know China. Now it's a different story. So like the market is very selective right now yeah. about what they want to respond to, mm -hmm. and it, it's really remarkable. Mm -hmm. And I think you're poised, you know, right now in a in an awesome spot because you're already memeing, you know, about the, you know you're you're already on. 
your fingers on the pulse. Yeah, no, it is. It know? is. And uh, I, you know, I think that that pretty much, you know, ties everything that I would, you know, wanted to go over with you together. Yeah, no, man. Honestly, I think yeah. I, I, I just, you know, before we sign off here, I think the one thing I do want to make pretty apparent is if there's one piece of advice I can give is. Like I, I assume like your listeners, and I don't know your demographic yet. Yeah. And I think you're still trying to figure it out too. Obviously, I'll take who I can yeah, get. Yeah, <laughs> I'll slide into any DMs at this you point. Know, no, no, I, yeah. I think that I'm the no, ugly girl at the party. That's no, I man. Don't say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am though. <laughs> yeah, shit. I think that the, our generation needs to get more wise with our money. Yeah, I think we spend too much trying to impress people we don't give a fuck about or shouldn't give a fuck about. And uh, as a result, we are in such a financial pinch. Like, guys, we're already loaded to debt like, from school loans. We already got tons of credit card debt. Perhaps a lot of us are trying to help mom and dad out back home. Mm-hmm. Like, we already are under the gun. Try and do yourself a favor and not spend so much blindly just because you have a credit card. Like, we were talking about before the mic turned on. Yeah. Like, you don't feel like you're spending the money when you swipe a credit card. Like, fine. Start paying cash. Literally, go to the ATM mm-hmm. and Pull out as much cash as you need for the week and make that your budget. Mm-hmm. Don't swipe then if you can't control yourself. Mm-hmm. Limit how much you spend. Like I love Kelsey, how much you started cooking now. Like that's what people need to start doing. Like you can't like take out every single night is like gonna kill you. Yeah. Like go ahead and do me a favor, pull up your last twelve monthly financial statements and tell me how much you spend on takeout. You're gonna yeah. cringe. Yeah. You're gonna cry. Especially now with like all of the food delivery services. Yep. They charge up ton in like delivery fees and mm-hmm. then i also feel guilty so i tip the driver as i don't know yeah with each service if, the, if they don't make money, much you know? i can tell you much they don't yeah. make much they so don't. with all that like yeah i started my thing was making one new thing a week but like we do go food shopping and like on sunday i try to like prep for at least monday through thursday and i let myself i help i <laughs> cheryl does the dishes <laughs> um <laughs> now nah, he helps but um i i honestly just enjoy it and it's kind of like a i find it a little cathartic but, um... That's a word I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when this is off. Oh, I'm going to SAT but, uh, prep later. Um, you have a catheter? <laughs> yeah, my, in that? my penis. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, How did this go here? I don't know what Because she said happened. cathartic, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, cathartic. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. He's like, she can't pee on her own. Yes. <laughs> it makes, uh, it makes please, me Please, please continue about, about this, please. Yeah, but I, I let myself, like, at work, I, ta- I buy lunch, like, once a week. Um, so I've, like, set a goal for myself. Because I find myself, like, I'm pretty frugal. Like, I, sometimes I'm like, don't be cheap. You can get, like, walk today or whatever it is. Yep. But I find myself, like, I want to save. That's no. always what I'm thinking no, about I, with every purchase. It's always like, how much is this going to hurt me versus how badly do I actually want what I'm getting? 100%. I just put out a podcast recently about how obsessed we are with top line, how much we make. But that that number doesn't matter. Like, there are guys I know that make 150000 a year that don't have any savings. And mm-hmm. there's guys that make $50,000 a year and have more in the bank than they do. Yeah. Because it's about the lifestyle you want to live. Right now, I do believe that there is this uh, urge to go into whatever metro cities nearby and live this lifestyle that you may or may not be able to afford, or at least comfortably, and you put yourself in this hole and you do that for a while. There's one guy I knew who was living in Soho when I was at JP Morgan. He, it was an $8,000 a month apartment, okay? He was splitting it with four guys, okay, mm-hmm. between including himself. Plus so like 7,000 each. No, 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 no. Two, two grand, two grand a person. No, two, but, two, two grand, yeah. two grand a person I'm to mad, live in yeah. Soho. Okay, yeah. uh, mind you, guys are 28 years old. I, mm-hmm. I'd be done by roommates by then. I'm already done with roommates now. I'll, yeah. I'll never go back to a roommate. Um, 
and he told me that if the landlord increases the rent by $100 next year, mm-hmm. okay, which is literally 25 bucks a person, he has to go move back with his mom because he has his budget made to the point where he cannot afford another dollar in costs. He said, he said many times that his dinner would be a, a beer and like some cream cheese for dinner. Jeez. That this and but this is the lifestyle he wanted to live. He wanted that eight thousand dollar a month apartment in Soho. Yeah. Okay, he wants to live this amazing, lavish lifestyle with the bottle service and all this bullshit. That you just like, what's the rush? Yeah. What's the rush? Stay home, pay off your shit, do what you gotta do, and save some money. And my whole thing, I do like vacations. I put that on pause for a few years now, and I'm trying to get back into it now that the business has some legs. Right, but um. I don't know how much money I've saved now on just trying to cut back on things. I told you that the not drinking, not smoking thing, that saved me literally tens of thousands of dollars over the last five years, literally. And the one thing I do want to leave your listeners with is, one, focus on not being cheap, but like just being a little wiser with how you spend. Obviously, try and make more money. That's always important. Uh, Start looking at how to invest in the market, seriously. Um, And... Overall, I think we made some good points here, which is not to get so caught up and fed up in a lot of what's going on right now on social media. I think mm-hmm. just, you know, be yourself and understand that a lot of what we're seeing is unfortunately fake. I wish the world was as pretty. I do. It, mm-hmm. it would be nice, you know, mm-hmm. if the world was actually as pretty as Instagram makes it out to be. Mm-hmm. So those would be my, my, my takeaways. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, why don't you let, you know, the people obviously that don't know you, uh, where to find you, what your you know, oh. company website Sure. Give yourself a plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my uh, podcast is Cubecast, C-U-B-E-Cast, C-A-S-T. And uh, Instagram handle is CubeWealth, C-U-B-E-W-A-L-T-H, CubeWealth. So thank you guys. Sherelle, Kelsey, thank you for having me on board for this. I, I do look forward to coming back in the future episodes. Mm-hmm. I will be keeping Hell tabs yeah. on you guys. I will be on your ass. You better believe it. Absolutely. I'm so glad. Yeah, I will. No, I, I will. I should say you, you guys. learn. Discuss, discuss and invest. Yes, that's the motto. So, yeah. Ulta, I'm coming for you. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> I, I, I want to see you guys push this. I want to see this weekly now. I want to see this consistently. I do want to see you guys eventually up the numbers when you do see what works, what the people like. I want you to ask the people what they want to hear more of. Absolutely. Like, they, they are your supporters right now. Like, if you read any entrepreneur book right now, uh, or any ever, mm. your early on supporters are the people who you're going to thank for the rest of your life. My first 10 subscribers that have been with me for over a year now, mm-hmm. I go to them for everything. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about this? Do you like this? What have I been doing better lately? What have I not been doing well? Mm-hmm. Because they are my core backers. I am one of your core backers, so I want you guys to obviously consult with me anytime you guys want, get my feedback. There are probably some other people you have listening that dad. I want you all to literally go to. Adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> I want you all to literally go to them and ask them, what are you liking? What topics would you like yeah. to hear more about? And like, are we pushing it enough? Do you want us to be a little more like opinionated, like things yeah. like that? I do think we already are kind of yeah. enough. Yeah. I, I can't. I mean, help, I can't even help myself. If I yeah. wasn't opinionated, then I wouldn't have done this. I, yeah. I think that the reason why I did this was because I have an opinion yeah. and I have some fucking, I guess, feelings of grandeur that I feel like I need to get my opinion. That's out fine. There. I think people want to hear that. I, exactly. I, I don't like a podcast that someone doesn't pick a side. Yeah. Like no. stop being or a bitch and pick a side because you yeah. know you want to. Exactly. They're trying to play it safe and not hurt anyone's feelings, which I'm guilty of doing too. Like where you just you you kind of ride the middle. Yeah. And it's like okay, well, it's it's easy to do. The that, middle's but. so easy to do. It, it it is like a scapegoat in a sense. You know, mm. on certain topics, everyone needs to do that to cover their ass and be careful because you know in today's sensitive. You know, world, it can go down a pretty dark path. But I do think, like, 
like we've said today, like I, I, I don't want to avoid any questions. Like, dude, like starting this business was hard as hell. Like, you think I was making millions? Like, I'm still not making millions. Get exactly. The fuck, the fuck out of here. Like, what? Yeah. You know, so, uh, so definitely like stay true to yourselves, guys. And mm. I will be tuning into every episode for sure. And absolutely. Thank and, you. And uh, you can find the updates for whatever a sidebar podcast we'll be putting out on our Instagram page at a sidebar podcast. That's A S I D E B A R podcast P O D. Uh, C-A-S-T. That was so hard for me to spell. Um, I'm not going to spell it again because that's the same way we spelled it on uh, Apple Podcasts, which I'm so happy Apple actually approved yeah, us Yeah, nice, on. guys. Next Spotify. Exactly. Uh, Got to work on Spotify next. That one takes a little while. They're, they're very stringent, so I, I would imagine if you guys apply in the next coming weeks, uh-huh. they should probably see you by like, the summertime. Mm-hmm. Which I, I finally got on after six, seven months of waiting. Oh That's my insane. god! They're very they they want to see consistency. Mm-hmm. They want to see legitimacy. They want to see like that you're actually like gonna be worth on like wow. being on their site. So yeah. why did Apple just like let us come on? I mean, we're Shit, good. But they like... know me. I got an iPhone. I've been had a, I've been had an iPhone since 2007. <laughs> they're just more like a home. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, they're, they're, they're <laughs> the podcast. Hey, that's why they're doing great. <laughs> They'll accept any shooter, and I'm willing to shoot. So, but speaking, but like just to finish this off with what Bez was saying. Yeah. If anybody has any feelings about what we should talk about or like topics they want us to cover, you know, comment on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoot you guys an email. Do you have an email set up yet? I think it just hit me up. It's all good. <laughs> you, guys know, you guys know where to find yeah, Come on. Uh, I love it. Let uh-huh. us know. Uh, this we'll, is why people are going to tune in, man. Because you're like, wow, we ain't got no email. You know where I'm at. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come see me. I promise to maintain this level of authenticity or I'm going to label it. When you're rich and famous? No, yeah, I'm going right. to label it authenticity. This guy, bro, no way. Yo, no way. This oh, guy going to jet this second? Yo, First fucking major paycheck, I'm getting a G5. No, no, no you guys are going to be doing these podcasts somewhere in Hawaii, like, yeah. sipping on some coconut rum shit. Like, hey, Joe, trying to bring out the coconut shit. You love so, coconut. Everything in this house is coconut, man. Yo. Everything. He's like coconut spice. Oh, coconut drink, coconut water, coconut everything. Yeah, She's grilling my... coconuts over there. Yo. I'm surprised you have a palm tree in this bitch. Yo, listen, that's why my skincare routine looks fire, man. No, not a blemish on me because of all the coconuts. No, but you can find me personally on Instagram at Sherelle B that is at S-H-A-R-E-L-L-B on Instagram I don't have a Twitter that shit is pointless um, Kelsey I don't even know how to spell your Instagram should I plug myself? alright yeah. Um, yeah I made my Instagram handle long time ago so no one make fun but if you want to follow me on Instagram my Instagram is Coco for Kelsey that's K-O-C-O-A number four k-e-l-s-e-y mm-hmm. um i was trying to do like that like um cuckoo for cocoa puffs cuckoo for cocoa puffs yeah. i don't know what you spelled coco wrong <laughs> well i wanted to do Doing like you know like the kardashian thing where they do k and k i wanted it to be like the k for Kel- whatever there you go mm-hmm. but yeah if you think i'm interesting go ahead and follow me <laughs> <laughs> listen you are the glue that keeps this podcast together you're telling me i'm waiting for that first paycheck <laughs> obviously the ratings were decent that first week because he, nah, like, he, invi- he invited me back so yeah, yeah. No, i'm looking at the numbers let him know if good. you want me to stick Hey, CEO Sherelle will make cuts when they're due. (laughs) (laughs) Let him know I want to raise as well. (laughs) Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We hope you like this episode, and uh, hopefully you can find us uh, again next week for, uh, you know, more content of just various different topics. Uh, Thank you.